Good morning, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of Mornings with Monette. I'm just so glad you're here. So what do you think about the series so far? Of all the topics I've talked about in the last couple of years, this is the one that where I've had the most sleepless nights. I mean, I've really had to pray about this one. I've had a million thoughts, and so I write them down, and I think, what would be valuable to share? So I, I think the reason marriage is such a difficult topic to talk about is because everybody has an opinion about it, especially people that have very difficult marriages, which I think most marriages go through difficult times. And I think we all probably have experienced, if you're married, like some of the highest highs, some of your best life experiences. And you've probably experienced some of your lowest lows, some of the biggest disappointments of your life have probably been in your marriage. That is why I'm so compelled to dive into this conversation. If it's something most of us are trying to figure out, it's something that we need to take a really hard look at. So what I'm wanting for you, as I'm wanting for myself, is that I'm hoping that we're not just wanting to save our marriage from divorce, but we're wanting to have a strong, passionate, thriving marriage. And this is where we are spending most of our lives. So again, as I'm sharing from the heart the truths I've discovered through my 30 plus years of marriage, through studying and experiencing marriage, I'm hoping it's awakening in you as I share what I'm sharing with you, truths that you've already found that are true for you. And if there has been one thing I've seen, it is that no marriage is safe. I mean, the enemy is relentless. If Satan can get a stronghold in your marriage, he will destroy it. So hang in here with me. Pray about what I'm sharing. Be discerning. Do your research. I feel God is using an imperfect person like me, putting it out here in hopes that this series that I'm doing not only saves someone's marriage from divorce, but it reignites a flame in a lifeless marriage. I mean, like that God has done in my marriage for so many, so many times. So here we go. What did you think about God's reason for marriage? compared to the secular worldview of marriage. Can you see the value of understanding the difference between the two? So what I'm going to do here, if we go all the way back to the author of marriage, and we are a Christian that believes the Bible is God's word and God's truth, then it makes sense that we should go back and allow this to be our foundation for marriage, right? So why don't we do that? Because I think for most of us, we feel we can do marriage in our own strength and in our own understanding, but we live in a fallen, broken world. And as Christians, we are all sinners saved by grace. We will struggle in this world. We will struggle in our marriages. So a little disclaimer here. I'm going to do my best to summarize some truths from the Bible and why, why marriage is so hard. So here we go. Because as we read in the Bible, starting in Genesis, it's been this way 
hard marriages since the beginning of the fall with Adam and Eve in the garden. When they disobeyed God and they chose to eat from the tree of knowledge, man has been separated from God. Sin entered the world. And this is the very first book of the Bible in Genesis. After Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit, which God had warned them not to eat, when they ate the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, God pronounced consequences for their actions. And I want you to go check me out on this. I want you to read in Genesis. To Adam, God said that the ground would be cursed because of him. And as a result, he would have to toil and work hard for his sustenance. The once fertile ground would produce thorns and thistles and making it difficult for Adam to grow food. He would have to labor by the sweat of his brow to earn his livelihood. That passage is Genesis three seventeen through 19 in the NIV. And it's understood as the original, the origin of the concept that humans must work hard to provide for themselves and their families as a, consequences, a consequence of this original sin. So similar, similarly, sorry, to Eve, Genesis 3.16, after they ate from the tree of knowledge, God also pronounced consequences, including pain and increased difficulty in childbirth. Both of these pronouncements were significant elements it's illustrating the challenges and hardships that humanity would face as a result of their disobedience in the Garden of Eden. The Bible tells us right in Genesis, this would be man's issue and this would be woman's issues. I mean, haven't we witnessed those things in our lifetime to be true? I mean, if you've had kids, you know, childbirth is rough and it started right there with Adam and Eve when they both and they both denied responsibility, and they both blamed each other. And isn't that exactly what we do in marriages? We blame him. He blames us. It's not our fault, whatever fights we get into. Because sin entered the world, marriages would not be perfect. Okay, so now that we have that expectation off the table, marriage will never be perfect. We are two sinful, imperfect people. So now sure you're feeling great about that, right? <laughs> not. This is why those fairy tales are so misleading. We do not marry Prince Charming and ride off into the sunset. We will have struggles. We will have heartache. Marriage will not solve the sin issue. It actually magnifies it. Well, now that we have that on the table, what's the solution? We're going to go deep here. And again, many of you listening know this, so it will be a review. But for many, this is the biblical truth of Christianity. Because man disobeyed God and sin entered the world and we were separated from God, we would experience death and we would be separated from God eternally. Just as God had warned Adam and Eve, but they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil anyway. So we there was the consequences. But that's why God sent his son to die on the cross for our sins so that we may again have a personal relationship with him. So as Christians, this is where our hope lies. John 3.16, 
I mean, it's considered the most important and foundational verse in Christianity. It summarizes the central message for our Christian faith. And here it is. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I'm telling you, I am no Bible scholar, but spending the majority of my life reading and studying the Bible as a Christian, this is the answer. We are sinners saved by grace. All of us, you, me, our husbands, and if we're not married yet, our future husbands, every one of us is born with a sin nature. And so as believers, when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, and our, I mean, our Lord and our personal Savior, and submit our lives to Him, we are given the Holy Spirit that comes to dwell within it, within us. And then we can live our lives on a whole new path and journey. And when we die, we spend eternity with God in heaven. That's a quick summary, but we are no longer separated from God. The life of a believer will not be perfect. We will live out our lives with the Spirit of God in us. Now here's the tricky part. We still have free will. We can listen to the guidance of the Holy Spirit by reading His Word, going to church and hearing His Word preached. We can um, learn about God through prayer, and we can allow the Holy Spirit to change us. Or we can ignore the Holy Spirit. This is the process as Christians that's called sanctification. And we are not earning our way to heaven. Our salvation is a gift that's guaranteed to us when we accept Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. However, we can study the Bible, we can attend Bible-believing church and live out our lives following God's truths, or we can depend on ourselves creating our own rules and live by the world standards, which, as we continue to see, is an ever-changing set of rules and norms. Like we talked about in the last episode, the worldview of marriage compared to the Christian view of marriage. So that was a lot and that I just shared with you. And I'm not talking to you about religion. I'm talking to you about the basic truths of being a Bible-believing Christian. So in this world, I know we are afraid to share this truth. But it is the truth that I just shared with you. I'm sharing this with you because that is what the Bible teaches. Not me. I'm by no means, have I lived, by no means have I lived a sinless life. I'm a sinner just like you, saved by grace. This is a non-negotiable in my life. But the Bible is the book of love, sacrifice, forgiveness, and guidelines to live in this broken world, and guidelines to live an incredible marriage. And I believe that each of us, if we desire to enjoy the gift of marriage and connection with our spouse that God has given us, this is where it begins. It begins with us. I believe God created marriage. It was perfect in the beginning, before the fall and sin came into the world. But I also believe God, the creative of marriage, has given us the answers to a thriving, passionate marriage in a fallen world. His truths never change. Okay, with all that being said, so what I'm trying to do in these first few episodes, I'm trying to lay the foundation. 
I'm trying to lay it out as simple in layman's terms that I believe that God has put on my heart to share. I believe these are the foundational truths of marriage. For me, as I've journeyed through my marriage and hit rock bottom many, many times, coming back to the basics and God's truths has always been the answer. Always, whether it's pride for me or unforgiveness, a hardened heart, my own self-loathing, my own belief of self unworthiness, getting caught up in people-pleasing, wanting to throw in the towel in my marriage, you name it. I probably experienced it, all of it. In this 30 years, 30 plus years of marriage I've experienced, it's not been a cakewalk. So this episode, what I want you to do as far as the action steps is I'd like you to get out that journal. Write down the scriptures I shared with you. Do your own deep dive and test what I've shared. Now, what I want you to really do is reflect on why you got married and why some of your expectations have fallen short. I mean, God knew it would be this way. So now, I want you to write out, just in really simple sentences, some of the fights you've had throughout your marriage. It doesn't matter if you won the fight or he won the fight, because we'll talk about it in a later episode about how we get better at arguing with our spouse. But for now, I just want you to write out these arguments you've had on the, on the different issues you've argued over. And I want you to, once you write out those sentences, just do a big old list. I want you to go back and write with one word, the cause of the fight, whether it was for you that started it or he that started it or whoever won, it doesn't even matter. The reason I'm wanting you to write this down is because all progress starts by telling the truth. And if you write a one word for each one of these fights, I bet you come up with words like selfishness, pride, lying, inconsiderate, feeling unloved, unmet expectations, arrogance, laziness. All right, are you having fun so far? Again, writing and journaling, I believe you'll see and understand more about what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the behaviors you wrote down about your husband or about you in this exercise are all about sin. We are not sinless creatures. We all are sinners and fall short. Bottom line, sin is the common denominator. And that is exactly why we need to Go back into the Bible to understand without God and his guidance, we will not be successful with this gift of marriage. We'll keep coming up short and being disappointed. When the main thing is the main thing, we can put our hope not in ourselves, but in the one who created us and created the gift of marriage. Okay, I can see we're starting to run out of time in this episode but if you're seeing the value in what I'm sharing, share my episode with your friends. I want you to go in and follow my podcast. Um, write a review if you're finding this valuable. What I want you to do right now is just really pray about all these things I've shared with you. This is going to be a tough venture that we're going on on the topic of marriage. And we're going on it together because I really believe that the joy of life is in the journey but I truly feel God is the source of that joy. 
And if we can tap into his truths, we will experience his joy as we journey on our marriage. And we're going to learn a lot on this journey, what God wants us to see and hear his truths, because I believe he really wants us to have a strong, thriving marriage. He loves his children and doesn't want them to live in pain. So I hope you join me in the next week's episode and the weeks to come as we get into some practical ideas as we go deeper in creating and experiencing how incredible marriage can be. All right, I'm going to start winding down. I can't wait to see you in next week's episode. Do the homework, and I'll see you in next week's episode of Mornings with Monette. Have you tried this yet? Monette. Thanks for tuning in again and listening to each episode. And go back and re-listen to this one. I went over a lot. Can't wait to see you next week.